Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 22nd episode of Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. I am your host, Dr. Saran Nataki. Thank you for joining. Welcome to Power 365 Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. This podcast will address issues ranging from what is a phenomenal woman? Are you enough? Community service, paying it forward, the manifestation of dreams with words and action, the power in being a woman, the men who support phenomenal women, fashion, and much more. Stay tuned. Thank you for tuning in to Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. This is the first of a three-part interview with the host of What Soul Sisters Say. I sit down with Nalo, Lady Dara, and Keisha as they share what it means to be a phenomenal woman, as well as the characteristics that they identify as being important in terms of being a phenomenal woman, as well as the evolution of their spiritual journeys. Enjoy. Okay. Welcome to Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. So today I have three amazing phenomenal women and they agreed to sit down with me and share their story about who they are, what makes them phenomenal, as well as um, their spiritual journeys. They are uh, amazing spiritual women, very um, enlightened, I would say. Um, I came across uh, these three women um, based upon their own platform, What Souls Soul Sisters Say, it's on YouTube, and um, I found the information that they provided to be very enriching, spoke to me in terms of um, my own views on how the world works, <laughs> and, um, and so I really, I really enjoyed them. So I have um, Nalo, um, Lady Dara, and Keisha. And yeah. so, um, so thank you, ladies, for being here. I really appreciate you taking time to sit down with me today. Okay, thanks for having me. <laughs> so, can you tell us a little bit about? Um, I'll start with you, um, Lady Dara. You know, <laughs> can you tell? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I'm actually um, in the podcast somewhat podcast business myself i have a segment on uh, jprg radio station um, it's an international internet station and um, it's aired every thursday night from seven to nine and uh, it's a lot of fun yeah. uh, we we play 80s 90s music and i on my segment um, i promote entrepreneurship so of course I've had you on and we really yeah, enjoyed that you. segment. So thank you for joining us. But um, I'd like to shout out a lot of um, people that are just getting on. It's called Get It On Your Own. So mm -hmm. I feature mm -hmm. one person different every week. And I just like to feature people that are getting it on their own and not out here looking for someone else to, to actually promote their dreams. They're promoting their own dreams. And I call it digging inside yourselves and coming out with greatness. And it's just... It's really nice. Yeah, that's and I awesome. Especially like to promote the black businesses. Yeah, of course. Yeah, especially I mean, we're in a whole global ascension, it feels <laughs> right now. And so um I think that's amazing. But yeah, thank and thank you for having me on your show. I really enjoyed that. That was really wonderful experience. I love and I, I listened to the whole show and it was really, really, really good. I really enjoyed it. You enjoy, yes. Please tune in anytime. We have to have you back. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. Um, so Nalo. 
Well, I am, we're supposed to be telling you about ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, currently I'm not really doing work, but I am definitely working on this project with my sisters, what soul sisters say. And I'm just doing right now a lot of creative works with myself with writing and painting. And um, I have a small group. It's not a business, but it's a, it's a wife tribe. And so I do a lot of work with them. And um, looking into doing some freelance writing and just more creative stuff is there. I am right now. That's a little bit about me other than being a twin. Lady Dara is my twin sister. Yeah. And uh, Keisha's the oldest sister. And um, I'm a wife. Um, a mom. And that's it. Yeah. Well, those are jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are jobs. <laughs> the wife part. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And the mom. Being a mom is, big, is a big deal. Big deal. <laughs> yeah. so, thank you. Lakeisha? I am, what could I call myself? I'm kind of like a gypsy, a jack of all trades. <laughs> my career changes so often because my interests change. So I just kind of go with the flow of the universe and do whatever I feel at that time. But right now I'm working on this podcast with my sisters, which I really enjoy. And um, I'm working on my jewelry again. I did some jewelry design for maybe about five years. And, um, you know, my background is in the beauty industry. So I do a few contracts with some different companies here and there. But I'm trying to really cultivate my life to become where I'm just working on whatever I feel at that time and just bringing in just multiple streams of income. But I do a lot of oracle and tarot card reading because I have a background in counseling as well. I'm definitely a metaphysician by birth. Just, I think that's just one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons why I'm here. Just to enlighten people, bring information and um, connect the spiritual world with the physical world. I love that what I do yeah I love that um and I I definitely get that from you like your energy um so the way I perceived you is exactly how you described yourself so that's awesome yeah um and I'd love to talk to you so we'll get into that um in terms of the tarot card reading because there are people you know people feel like whoa you know that's like (laughs) uh, you know taboo you know we don't do that so I so I I do want to you know explore that with you and and talk to you about um all of you how you came to adopt that as a practice something that you do and felt you know find a comfort in it um since you at least based upon what I've seen on your podcast, you've come from different backgrounds and you've journeyed to this point. So I think that'll be really interesting. So the first question that I have for you is, um, you know, what does it mean to you to be a phenomenal woman? So we can just start with, we can just go back in the same order. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, I, I said simply, Okay, I already kind of like prepped myself for all the questions, so I wrote it down. Because, <laughs> I mean, I am a mother of three, and they took all my memory when they left. I understand. <laughs> I have six, so I, I get oh it. Oh, my God. That's oh, right. Wow. You did see that. I have you six. look amazing. Wow. <laughs> that's 
that's phenomenal in itself. Really? <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I have to hit six babies. Well, I just wrote down that for me, a phenomenal woman is people who have, or women, I should say, who have survived the struggle. Mm-hmm. And big struggles, small struggles, whatever that may be, I just, when they see it, when they see themselves through it, overcoming any obstacles and coming out on top, for me, that's a phenomenal woman. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally agree. Like I always say um, that a woman that has no experience or hardship is lacking in what she has to offer. Right. I I totally agree. I feel like how can you teach if you haven't experienced? If you haven't experienced anything. Absolutely. I I love that. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. We experience is the best teacher. Yeah. Um, So for me, um, because I write poetry and I'm a poet, the first thing I hear is Maya Angelou's poem. Whenever anyone puts phenomenal and woman in the same sentence, I just hear the poem going over and over. So she described it to me perfectly, um, but she kind of encompasses, she talks about the things that you can see outwardly, yeah. you know, um, with the smile and it's in my hips and things like that. But she also talks about her inner mystery in that poem. So to me, it's um, a woman who can see her fullness as a woman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's the journey to get there. But um, that's that's the definition of a phenomenal woman. Yeah, the inner mystery. I love that. Like, because you do when you hear phenomenal woman by Maya Angelou, you think about um, all of the things that she describes in terms of that woman's aesthetic and the way she moves. Mm-hmm. But um, I hadn't really thought about what she said about your her inner mystery. So that yeah. is that th- that is what makes the woman the woman, right? Because if you have your external, like you could have a dress that's hanging on a hanger, but when you wear the dress, it gives the dress life, right? So mm-hmm. it's what's inside. It's it's the person that makes it. So so even the stride in her hips and the swing of her hips and and all of those things that she describes, mm-hmm. it's her inner mystery that makes it, you know, makes it phenomenal. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. So that's <laughs> the, that's the first that. thing that I, yeah, that's the first mm-hmm. thing that, that came to mind. And then when I went over the words again, I was like, she, she expressed it perfectly. So she talked about the outer and the mm-hmm. inner coming, coming together. So. Yeah. It, it reminds me of a, a book I read um, where, and I can't remember um, the author or the title, but um, they were talking about in Europe how it's rude to ask someone um, what they do for a living. So, um, so, you know, like in America, we like in the first 30 seconds, you, you know, like, what, what do you do? What do you do? And because you're trying to figure out what box to put someone in. So um, based upon what they do, they identify with that title, the thing that they do. But um, in Europe, it's more appropriate to just get to know the person. And it's also um, appropriate not to overshare. So, um, you know, it has to be, anyway, your response reminds me of kind of what I was reading in that book about um, Mm -hmm. just really getting to know someone from the inside as opposed to judging the external. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought about that this morning when I was getting ready because unlike them, I really didn't prep. <laughs> but, of course not. <laughs> I mean, I just, because I can't remember anything anyway, so it just has to really come from me naturally, but I did think about that. And to me, a phenomenal woman is a woman who, after you meet her or you come in contact with her or um, anything about her essence, if you've either learned something or she changed you in some type of way or influenced you or just left you with really good vibes or feeling better about yourself or anything that you could take with you on the rest of your journey to me is a phenomenal woman. That's that's great. I I, I totally agree with that too, because um, one of the things that I just spoke to another guest about was, um, so she lost, well, her mother passed away. Um, few years ago and we were taught we have that shared experience and we were talking about how um, we are able to appreciate our mothers even more so in in the rearview mirror like just really mm-hmm. being able to accept or or appreciate their story you know as as women and mm-hmm. so um, one of the things that I, that resonated with me when you just giving your response is that with my own mother um, I saw her as more phenomenal after she left than when she was here. My mom was schizophrenic. So there were some things about her that were really challenging, you know, growing up in terms of our relationship. But even that experience offered me. So when you say someone who's able to offer you something and, and that you can take and carry forward, even those experiences, I'm able to see more clearly what I learned in those difficult times even that mm-hmm. benefited me. And, and I, now I have a totally different perspective on even that challenge and, and what it was all for. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I love that. So who have been the phenomenal women in your life aside from one another? <laughs> <laughs> well, hands down, no question. Um, I have my mother on the list first because she pretty much excelled at everything she put her hands through. We just literally watched her prosper our whole life. And um, my second uh, is the women that were around me, my second moms, my friends' moms who helped me grow into who I am. Mm-hmm. They sowed a lot of seeds in my life, and I've spent a lot of time with what I call my second moms for that group. Okay. And then, of course, my spiritual mothers. They have they've helped develop me into the higher being that I'm becoming. So mm-hmm. I had to put my spiritual mom. Your in. spiritual mom. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Mala? So like my sister, of course, I'm going to have to pay my mom for mm-hmm. many, many, many reasons. Um, but the one thing that I took from her was determination and hard work. And that's kind of how I've modeled myself through yeah. my work ethic and things like that. Um, so that that's first. And then um, I was a manicurist for 10 years. And as you can imagine, I have experienced so many women. So to offer this service to these women and they sit across the table 
with me and share their personal problems, their uh, achievements through business and marriages and family and just so much exchange. Um, there's a lot of phenomenal women out here. I mean, every I've had every from every walk of life, doctors, athletic directors, lawyers. I mean, every, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. We all have the same issues. We all have the same struggles. And that's where we were able to make connections. Just seeing all of these, the world would see you as a phenomenal one because you're an, a doctor and a lawyer and a teacher yeah. and all these things. They share some things with me that I felt honored that they were sharing these things with me. So all of these women have all of these outside accolades and then also be a real woman mm-hmm. to me that's that's like not my own yeah so they they had a common thread you found the common thread through all yes. these women yes. and that's interesting because um I think that's where you would offer um where your culture comes into play because mm-hmm. not every um not every manicurist or someone who's providing that type of service would be an ear or even have that kind of exchange with their clients. You know, sometimes, you know, I, I'll say for myself, like I'll go and I don't, I don't want to talk. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to sit there. And, um, but, but that has also to do with what that experience might look like at that particular moment. I've also gone to get, I had a facialist, and she was like my therapist. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she yeah. would be doing a facial and uh, we're supposed to be this Zen experience. But like, she's like, OK, girl, what happened now? <laughs> yeah. like, we would be talking about everything. Um, so, yeah, I can appreciate that. That's that's pretty. And I, I met someone who was a, um, she was actually on the podcast. She was uh, she's an airline uh, stewardess. And when she talked about her job, she described it just like you describe yours. Like it was an opportunity for her to connect with other souls. Like it was like, that's the way she described that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It was definitely um, a learning experience for me. And there were certain lines, of course, you try to keep that professionalism, but once the client has crossed that line and shared some really intimate personal things. And I mean, it is definitely like a therapist and Mm -hmm. that's you know with hair barbering which they've done as well Mm -hmm. um as anything that you have to come in physical contact with someone that's a a big exchange yeah so I I I was honored again and that information that they shared with me um is a lot of private personal and so I felt honored in that yeah that is honorable when someone trusts you with their their information Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, my first experience with the most phenomenal woman I felt in my life at that time was um, Diana Ross. Um, We didn't have much to watch on TV growing up, but Diana Ross was on TV a lot. And I don't know, just something about her range of her creativity Mm -hmm. uh, always influenced me as a child. I just really looked at her as like the ultimate woman. Like, I wanted Diana Ross to be my mom. I just wanted to... <laughs> it was just Diana Ross. Like, I, I love Diana Ross. 
So she was extremely influential in my life growing up, Diana Ross was. And um, just with me always being like a dream weaver and always dreaming and fantasizing and just being in my head all the time. So she definitely was a mom in my head. And um, after her, I would have to say it was Angela Bassett, who I adore. And I think it's just the energy they give off. They Mm -hmm. give off this vibe and energy that, you know, anything is possible. They can fly. They're, they're, they are very in touch with whatever they're doing. You can just, you can feel it. You can feel every ounce of what they give off. And I, I connect to that. So just her grace and her confidence and her, I don't know, she's just like, like a, 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 a goddess angel in my eyes. So she she's actually she's very influential. Like she I don't know. It's just something about her energy that I just vibe with so much. Mm-hmm. I would have to say the the third one is my spiritual mother. Her name is um, Dorothea, and um, she's actually the woman who my one of my my very first experience with tarot reading, mm-hmm. and just her ability to be able to tap into God like. It was. It just blew my mind every time. Like the things that would come from this woman would fascinate me so, and I would listen. I would really. I would listen to her because she's she's the type of woman who, if you don't want to know the truth, you don't need to call her. Mm-hmm. Very blunt, very straightforward. She, you know, she doesn't sugarcoat anything. And you know, to me, that's the way a mom should be. You, you, yeah. You need to know the truth about anything if you're going to survive in this world. So I would definitely have to say her as well. Wow. So um, one of the so when you you're talking about so you've described your spiritual mom, and then Lady Dara, mm-hmm. you you describe your spiritual. Is that the same type of experience you had with your spiritual moms? Um, not. Really, when I say my spiritual moms, I met um, women who I was a little bit more close with growing up pretty much inside of my circle, but they evolved spiritually before me. Okay. So they passed down the information. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. And then if based on all of the women that you've described, you know, what are the characteristics that you would say you've adopted into your own lives? Well, my mom, she was um, always an entrepreneur and I've been an entrepreneur most of my life. Like Mm -hmm. Keisha, I have been a barber for 18 years, just now retiring that. (laughs) And um, I would have to say uh, when I I, uh, look at entrepreneurship, um, I've kind of had my hands in other little things too on the side, but mainly just wanting to, to do the work for yourself and not having to rely on other people mm-hmm. has always been my mom all of her life. So I've definitely, all three of us actually adopted that from her. And then aside from that, also like my mom, she raised three girls pretty much alone. And I've also raised three girls pretty much by myself. And um, just becoming the higher version of myself that I've also adopted. 
Okay. Nala? Okay. Yes. Um, so I would say, um, like she said, my mom was an entrepreneur and he she worked a lot. And so we were able to witness all of this hard work and perseverance. Our emotional connections may have not been as strong when we were small, but in hindsight, I was able to witness a very strong um, her work ethic. And so I kind of patterned myself, like I said before, um, I have a very strong work ethic. If I work with you on a project or if I work for you with your company, um, I'm going to I'm going to give it give it all. Because yeah. that's I'm, I'm, I have a very high integrity for who I am and what I represent, and so I make sure that I take that strong ethic and e that I do. Awesome, mm-hmm. Keisha. Um, I learned. I say from Diana Ross, I learned the ability to be able to. Um, to like astral travel and just, you know, go to different spaces and be different people and just explore different ranges of my personality. I believe that's what I learned from her, just from, you know, wanting to sing, dance, act, and just, um, I don't know, maybe like a form of imagination. She always she always brought me into a form of imagination, which I don't know, maybe that had something to do with how we grew up because there wasn't really a lot. So that's mainly all we had was imagination. We had to create everything we we basically played with other than the trillion books we had in the house. And um, so I, kinda, <laughs> I got that from her, just wanting just to float and be a butterfly and dance around and sing and just expression, self-expression. Uh-huh. I'll say that's what I learned from her. From Angela Bassett, it was just her her ability to speak without speaking, just her grace and, you know, just her able to be observant. And then she, whatever she says to me is just extremely heartfelt and um, is profound. But I think her grace, is what affected me the most and what I've learned from her. And then from my spiritual mother, I learned how real God is. That's what I really learned. I just learned how magical the universe is and how there's so much more than the things that we were taught growing up in church and how vast um, spirit can actually be. And um, just and, and miracles, just just you know, just I don't even I, I don't even know if there's a word I can use to describe what I learned from my spiritual mother. Just you know, because I, I'm still learning so much. I don't even think there's a such thing as learning everything, but mm-hmm. it it opened the door to. I, now I believe in that that whole phrase: anything and all things are possible. I definitely learned that from my spiritual mom. Okay. So you think, um, so prior to to now or prior to the influence of your spiritual mom, you didn't believe that all things were possible? I believe that 
um, I believed more so in the obstacles than in um than in the miracle aspect. It was like I would look more toward because church kind of just taught me to focus on the obstacles and um you know just trying to break through. Mm-hmm. And that experience taught me, you know, about the other side of the breakthrough. You know, and 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 it just increased my everything I've always felt as a child, even since I've been here, it was it just validated Mm -hmm. and um so it did it did make me feel like okay there's no limits to this because of how everything just went down it broke all of it broke I don't believe in obstacles I don't believe in barriers anymore I like I don't believe in any of those things anymore. I just believe those are avenues that you just go down you know go down that way that's just the wrong way journey Exactly. It's just another direction you have to go. It's not even your obstacle. If there is a barrier there, that means you're just supposed to be going in another direction. So it's really there to protect you. That's how I see it now. Yeah, that's awesome. That's the perfect segue into my next question. (laughs) So, so, well, first I want to ask you, Keisha, when is your birthday? May 16th. Okay. I'm a Taurus sun. I'm a Virgo rising and Aquarius moon. Okay, awesome. <laughs> and what what about the two of you? When when is your birthday? Since you're twins, so you have the same one. <laughs> January first. Oh, so Capricorns. Capricorn. Capricorn. Okay. They know that rising. I told them. <laughs> and then moon sign. Aquarius rising. Moon is Sagittarius. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm July 20th. So I'm a Leo, but I don't know. So oh, you're a cuss baby, so you Cancer yeah. and Leo. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, you're right on the cuss. <laughs> <laughs> you're both sides. Mm. I can see that. I can yeah. see that because um, I think I definitely, uh, the stereotypical Leo, I think I'm definitely her. Mm-hmm. But I can also see um, myself as being more of service too. Like I, I think I kind of there's duality there. Like I, I can see that. Yeah. Um, so, so my next, go ahead. It's like a lot of duality. It's so complex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my next question is: um, So you, you all are very transparent about your spirituality. You talk about a lot about that on your um, on your podcast. How do you, um, how would you describe your spirituality versus like formal religion? That's so easy for me. (laughs) (laughs) Spirituality, in my opinion, is just one word, love. And I feel like religion, they they focus a lot on um, judgment and um, And, uh, condemnation and I don't feel that you can mix two with love and God is love he is the highest vibration of love and until you just become love encompass that whole energy of being love I don't understand how you can I don't understand how you can align with God in the, in the universe or I just don't Yeah, you know what I mean I do mm-hmm. I do know what you mean mm-hmm. We know what you mean, Dara. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, so what would you say, Nalo? 
Um, I would describe my spirituality as kind of like a, an inner knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, cause when we were in the religions, there was always something you were going to get, go to church to meet God or go to this one for that. You're always going outside yourself. Mm-hmm. So now to me, it's more of an inner um, knowing and when you, the things that you were looking for outside, you turn that and you go inside and um, you might not co- always come out with the answers that you want. Mm-hmm. You most definitely will come out with the answers that you need at the time yeah. that um, they are needed. So it's more of a, an inner knowing for me now. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Keisha? Um, I see religion as just man-made rules. You know, in whatever country or whatever religion you practice, it's just a bunch of man-made rules is, is all it is. Because at the at the end of the day, all the religion's goals are the same. You know, peace, love, prosperity. And, you know, the end game is the same. But how you get there, that's the middleman part with the man-made rules. So... I believe um, my once I've learned so much more, it's levels to it. So that to me is like baby. So once you get past all the baby food and you know that toddler stage, then you're in you know this vast universe of the of every it, it encompasses all things. Yeah. So you this level of. I mean, how can I describe it? You know, like. Um, I believe that the universe is God. I love the term God. So Gaia, God, the universe, to me, is all the same. And I believe I'm directly connected to this universe. This is just my playground. And, you know, I speak and I command the things that I want. And then the universe rearranges everything and it comes to me. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like I'm just in connection with nature, you know, just the earth, the wind, the stars, the sun, mm-hmm. the trees, and that's Gaia. And to me, that's God to me. That's, mm-hmm. It does not come in any type of man-made form to me. There's no man on walking on the face of the earth that can surpass the level of God or nature. There's, there's, there's no such thing as that to me in my head. I believe that, you know, nature is everything and all things. And that's that's my form of spirituality, my relationship with the spirit world. Yeah. That is what's spiritual. That is what's here for us to connect to. And everything in between is that just that man-made stuff. That's mm-hmm. just that. Yeah, that's 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 not my thing, that part. Yeah. I could I totally relate to all of what you guys said because um when you're talking about um formal religion. It, you know, God is in the cloud with the gavel, right? Mm-hmm. And then down below yeah. is the lake with the brimstone and the fire. So if you don't do this, then you're going to, you know, be cast into that lake. And um, and like what you said, Lady Durant, like how can you um, have God be this all-loving being if, you know, you don't do what he says, you're going to be, you know, eter- spend your eternity in that lake. Exactly. <laughs> that doesn't seem very loving. Exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, think, I think it's more or less of like a metaphor. Yeah. You know, 
can look at these religions and the things that we read as metaphors because we all know that if you make a certain decision as a consequence for it. Yeah, so. that's true. And we've all probably felt like we were living in hell at one time. I know I have. <laughs> and then you know well, yeah. heaven and hell is here on uh-huh. earth and you can decide you're either going to live in hell and live in you know be in it physically or you're going to have a heaven like experience while you're here mm-hmm. and you can live in heaven so I believe that duality is our reality I believe mm-hmm. that here so so but it's I, a decision I yes I, I think the religions are good metaphors for what's really going on it's just a way for when you're low vibing for you to really understand it. You know what I'm saying? If your mind thinks in forms of written word and black and white, and if it's written down as facts, that's just a way for you to kind of get it like both. A vehicle. Exactly. Yeah. But once you tap into your faith, um, I believe that's the real word. That's the true relig- you know, religion, spirituality is your faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing that you said, so you said, um, what did you say? That you go, going inward, it helped you understand how um, the universe aligns with you, right? So uh, some, you, I think that's what you said, <laughs> what you said. But what I took from that, I was um, talking to someone at, at one point about um, she was kind of going back and forth on what she wanted. Like, um, so one day, you know, she might say, oh, you know, I want, let's just, I'll just use a specific job, for example. You know, oh, I want to be, um, you know, I want to build homes for a living and I really want this, you know, job to come uh, to fruition for me, I really wanted to you know happen for me. Then the next day, um, you know what? I, I'm I just want to do. I just want to be a basket weaver. That's all I want to do is basket weave. And then the next day, you know, I just want to I just want to build a skating rink. That's what I want to do. And I, I tell her, you have the universe like doing all of this back and forth <laughs> because as soon as you say I want to be to build these homes, the universe is like, okay, we are let's all come together. And give her this opportunity and platform to build the house. But then the next day, you've told the universe, no, 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 I, I want to, you know, I want to do the bat. Oh, okay, let's re- <laughs> let's rework it. She wants to do basket weaving. Okay, as if because you know the the power is in your words. You're like commanding the universe to align with what you have expressed. So that the reason why you have all this chaos is because you're not focused <laughs> on what it is that you want. Um, what, what you want, you know, so therefore you have all of these things. I said, and eventually, I mean, you may get all of these things, but they're going to come in different packages and timing just based upon how you set the universe in motion. Anyway, that's just how I, I see it. That doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> but <laughs> I agree. I definitely yeah. agree with you. Yeah. So totally agree. Thank you for tuning in to the first part of a three-part interview with the host of What Soul Sisters Say. Tune in next week as we continue our, our conversation and take a deeper dive into their perspective on spirituality and life. Thank you for tuning in to Power 365, Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. I believe that every woman gifts the universe with her own strengths and unique characteristics. Simply because she is born, the universe benefits. Every woman is growing, learning, and evolving. On this channel, only positive seeds are sown, no matter how flawed the soil. Take care and have a phenomenal Wednesday.
Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. The Phenomenal Woman Wednesday podcast can be found at www.pwwr.com and on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube.